Hey guys, I'm Tabor Klingelsmith, Director of Baseball Youth. Head to GuardianBaseball.com to check out our amazing selection of awesome batting helmets. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kentucky Anna Travel Ball Podcast. My name is Teague Ridge. As always, I'm joined by Rick Hines. What's up, Rick? What's up, Teague? Baseball's back. We are back. So we've had a, uh, a pretty decent uh, layover here. We've been out for a while. Yeah. But um, we are back with season two. So excited okay. about that. We'd like to thank our sponsors from Guardian Baseball for making all this possible. Any of your baseball or softball needs, please go to guardianbaseball.com. They've gotten into some some of their own brands. So they have some self-branded uh, cleats and yeah. gloves. Sliding mats. Sliding mats. Uh, yeah, they got this cool logo on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so if, if, any, if you have any sort of baseball need, please go to guardianbaseball.com. You will find... Better prices, better service, uh, and they are local here in the Kentucky Anna area. All right, man. Well, it's 2022. Yeah. The the season is underway. Yeah. So our team, we've played in two tournaments to this point. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, now that COVID's behind us, and that pretty much doesn't exist anymore. Uh, right. I think I think there's more teams out there uh, ready, willing, and able to get going. Yeah. Um, I know there's a few teams, a couple of the big dogs actually in our age group that hadn't even started playing yet. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and, it, and it's kind of hard around this time. You know, we we talked to a couple people from Indiana. It's their spring break right now. Right. And then Kentucky's spring break for the most part is next. Is next week. Or, so you know, the yeah, week after. it's interesting. So, so he was saying that. So BJ Siegler, who runs a lot of uh, of the. He's Ohio Valley Sports Productions. He runs a lot of the events up north. Uh, he was saying that next week's going to be huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, his, his Indiana teams are all back from spring break. Mm-hmm. Itching to go, I guess. Yeah, man. So, you know, early in the season, what are some early season things, Rick, that you think that coaches need to be paying attention to? Well, you know, uh, for the most part, a lot of these teams, they've been practicing all winter, just, you know, a few times a week, maybe. Uh, a lot of kids play basketball, I know, so there's a little bit of cross-training involved. But, you know, uh, you're seeing live pitching, you're throwing live pitching, you're um, you're on the field in general for the most time, you know, mm-hmm. for the first time playing games. Uh, you're probably shaking off a little rust. You're probably seeing a few errors that, you know, maybe during the end of the season you're not going to We get. certainly did these past weekend. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of strikeouts. Yep. Seeing a lot of walks from yep. pitchers. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just get back in the groove. Um, you know, something that we're dealing with a little bit too now, we've kind of got it worked out this year, but, you know, teams that are dealing with kids that are playing middle school ball as opposed to playing their travel school ball. So when, when a kid pitches on Wednesday yeah. and then you want to go try to pitch him 75, 85 pitches on the weekends, how does that play? So there's a lot of that right now that, that coaches are having to navigate and figure out how that works. Um, so we had an interesting – I want to get your opinion on something. So we had an interesting uh, occurrence this past weekend. So on Saturday it was nasty. It was cold. It was raining. We did play one game against the Legends. Yep. Um, and as we were standing there, there was two teams that had not played that were waiting, and our game went longer than it was supposed to. So it, it they waited and waited and waited. I felt like they were there our entire game waiting. Exactly. And then as soon as our game's over, they said, oh, 
Tournament's off. Tournament's off. Today's canceled. Today's Come canceled. Back tomorrow. <laughs> so what was crazy is so um, this one team, Louisville Elite, they had grandparents and, and people that weren't coming to the next day. Or maybe couldn't come. Or the couldn't next come day, the yeah. next day. And I don't know that bought the weekend pass, but there was no one to be found at the gate. There was a lot of upset people that... <laughs> the gate took off. <laughs> the gate took off. So there's a lot of upset people there that they weren't there to get some sort of refund. So... Um, that was an interesting deal there this past weekend. Yeah, and I know for me personally, if I was in that situation, I'd be I'd be a little heated. I mean, because it's not cheap to get into these tournaments. Yeah, yeah, and, the, and there was some um, there was some interesting comments being made. And- now, if you did get the weekend pass, they did a great job of getting all the games in. They did. They shortened because all the games bit. did get in. They shortened them a little bit. It's a good point. Um, you know which. Actually, in our case, I don't think it affected us quite as much. No, it didn't affect us at all. No, because we're a pretty quick-moving team. We ended up getting a lot of innings in. But, yeah, uh, no, it really didn't affect us at all, like one bit, because no, we got all of the games in that we were guaranteed. We ended up playing five on the weekend. Yeah. Um, so, no, 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 I, I'm totally with you on that. But it did for that. I, I felt for those couple teams that, yeah. that that had stood there for an hour in the cold and rain. <laughs> Their fans stood there, and then it was just, right. ah, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're out. A lot of so, wasted time there. And, and you know, look, from a tournament organizer. It's a tough spot. It is, right? You know, because the field was iffy now for us. so Actually, I don't think it was the tournament. I can't fault the tournament organization. It probably has more to do with the parks. I to, uh, yeah. They're making look, that call. I should have made that comment. Yeah. So, absolutely, they're making that call. It was funny because a guy walked out during our game. Like in between an inning, it was really weird. They walked up the mound. We're like, "Who is this guy? Should we be concerned?" I mean, it was it was just kind of weird. He walked out, just stood in the middle of the field, but he was looking at the base pass, and and they it was a sloppy track. Yeah. And for us, we're a very fast. We want a fast track. We like heat. We like it hot, and we don't play good when it's cold and sloppy. And that's just not our game. And uh, we struggled that day. But then Sunday was nice and had a really good day on Sunday. So. Yep. Um, you know, we had a couple interesting things happen. Do I want to bring up that, you know, if it happens to you in your game, you know what happened to us and maybe you can navigate a little bit better. So we had a situation on a balk where we were pitching. Um, actually, my son was pitching and they they said he blew through it. So they said he didn't pause. So there was a guy on first uh, then a guy batting. So I think he was on second, actually. Maybe second. It doesn't matter. Regardless. There's a guy on base. Guy on base. Um, so Talon came in and just and they said he didn't pause. I thought he paused, but he didn't pause. And so when they pitched, well, he called Balk kind of in the air. And this right. was the home plate umpire. And he calls Balk. Well, the kid hits it. Yeah. Hits it at back. the right field. Hits at the right field. And the kid didn't had no idea what to do. So he just kind of stood and looked at the umpire. Nobody had anything, any idea what to do. The ball just kind of rolls out there and everybody just stood there. Right. Well, eventually our guy picks up the ball and throws over the first and they were like, no, 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 no. So they said the offense gets the choice. Right. So they, they either get to choose the balk or the results of the play. Now the results of the play would have been an out because the right. kid never ran. Right. So obviously they chose the balk, yeah. but they did tell us, and then this, these particular umpires were like, no, 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 you can't count that as an out. If they want first base and have first and second, you can do that. Well, the coach, which was um, uh, Vipers Kaufman, and he was like, no, man, we'll just take the ball. You know, it worked out. It was fine. But yeah. I thought it was interesting. I'd never seen the choice thing before. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it could work to your advantage because 
obviously we were kind of stunned and kind of stopped everything. So if you're ready for that as an offensive team, I mean, you could take a huge advantage of that, and especially if you smoke the ball in the and outfield. Just go. I mean, just go. Cause, Our kids were just going to stare there and look at oh, it. Oh, that guy probably could have ran all the way around the bases yeah. and scored. So know? I think the teaching point here is yeah, just, if that happens, you run, go. Yeah. you go, and just you just play. keep running. Yeah. because Play until they tell you otherwise. It, it wouldn't have mattered if we got somebody out or not. They were going to give it to us. <laughs> right. So it was like, all right, you just run. I mean, you can get yourself in a pickle or whatever. But I thought that the whole thing was interesting, how it all kind of went down yeah. and how it played out. Advantage to the offense there for sure. Yeah, and the balk rule, uh, it gives the offensive team the option of accepting or declining the balk by the opposing pitcher. Yeah. Again, the kid hit it. He didn't run. We didn't play defense. So, thankfully, the right decision was made. They just gave the balk and, and advanced the runner. But it would have been really interesting if that kid ran. Oh, I know. See it, <laughs> it, yeah, because then, I, I don't know. I, because at, at that point, you take two guys on base, right? Yeah. Even uh, though they gave him that option. Yeah, because they moved that runner from second to third because of the box. So, I mean, he probably could have scored. I mean, that guy, that guy, it was a single for sure. Yeah. And that guy probably could have scored. Yeah, it was scored, a good hit. It, he it, might it, end up scoring anyway. I can't remember. but Yeah, he probably uh, would have scored. But he definitely would have scored. If, if he was on second, like you said, he would have because it was a nice poke into kind of right, right field. So, yeah, I don't know, man. So, and, and for these, uh, these younger coaches, younger teams getting started in kid pitch, um, I know they're pretty lenient at 9 and even 10U when they're starting out uh, with box and stuff like that. Um, you get a handle on that, you know, get, yeah. because honestly, I mean, we're 12. We've been pitching for a while, and we're still balking. Yeah. Now, it's kind of questionable in my opinion. He he was saying he wasn't um, he wasn't engaging. His, he was separating his hands before he was going – to the plate or something. He, he right? said he wanted him to hide the baseball. It was interesting. The umpire said, look, I could see the baseball the whole time, so I don't think he actually ever put the baseball in his glove. I think he just kind of came set with his hand to, to the right, glove to the left, and, he just and then he pitched. Went, yeah. And they said, no, 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 we need you to see you hide the baseball. So I thought that was interesting, but, you know, again, most of these umpires are pretty good about teaching that. Right. Um, and these guys did. This one umpire came over after the fact and tried to teach our pitcher what he was seeing. Right. Um, so, again, and, and I, was, I, I was impressed by the opposing coach because he took the rule of, like, hey, man, look, we'll just take the balk. We're not going to put the guy on base because he was kind of confused, too. <laughs> right. The whole thing was just kind of a confusing right. thing. Another thing that happened over at New Albany Little League, they have the orange bases, which is the outside base. At first base. Safety base. Right? Safety base. You see it a lot in softball. It, it, a ton in softball. It, it helps prevent that collision at first base that could sometimes happen. And and look, man, I'm all about the safety base. Yeah. But we had an instance where it was clear as day to us. So the throw was a little high and deep. And the fir- and this was we were on offense and the opposing team was on defense. And we felt like the kid's foot was on the orange safety bag, yeah, on like the outside of the orange safety bag. We, we felt like he came down, that foot hit the and they uh, And they called him out. And we were like, base. wait a minute, he's got to be on the, the white bag. Right. And there was some argument there. And eventually, the umpires didn't want to change the call. So eventually they said, we think he was on the white bag, which he clearly was not. Because that orange bag, that safety base is in foul territory. Correct. It's it's past the foul line. It's on the other side of the so the real base. So after uh, you know looking that up, you cannot you have to be on 
the white bag I mean, to be out. Makes sense to me. For a, playing as a first baseman. Yeah. Now, the umpires. It's a tough call. The umpires didn't there. know quite what the it, rule was, so I think they just said, well, he was on the white bag. Well, he clearly was not. Yeah. But, again, that's fine. It, it, and This was one of those things, kind of a learning instance there for us as well. Another thing that came up, and apparently the rule has changed on wearing sunglasses as a pitcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, Normally so you, you get out there on the mound, you got to take everything well, off. Well, you can now, but in, in this rule is a little bit objective because – it says that if you have anything reflective on your glasses that will distract the batter, you cannot wear it. Now, if your sunglasses are non-reflective or are not distracting to the batter, you can wear them. Uh, aren't like 98% of the sunglasses reflective? You would think, right? Type, but, you know. but, but I, you know, it, still, you can wear them on the mound if they're not distracting the batter. So even the reflective thing is objective. So it depends on, you know, if there is issue with that coming from now, I guess if you're a a batting team and it's reflective at all, you can say it's distracting me (laughs) and that's fine. But if they're not reflective at all, you can't wear sunglasses. Thought that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So um, that was another thing that kind of came up. Um, The, uh, the other thing with the pitching came up, uh, you know, it didn't affect anybody, but we have a few kids that wear like the camo type undershirts. Oh yeah, and you know they got a little specks of white every once in a while. So when you're pitching, obviously we know you can't wear the plain white sleeves. Yeah, uh, it's a distraction. You know, hides the baseball a little bit. But you also cannot wear the camo. The umpires told us it must color. be a solid color and not white and not white. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too, which makes sense. I yeah. get it, and you know, certainly nothing we argued, but I, it, it was. Um, Again, these are these are these things you learn as kind of yeah. you come up through the through the different ranks here. You don't want to be out there in forty degree weather uh, having your son take his white undershirt I, off. Now it's been fun, but I tell you what, man. So now that we're in twelve U, the games changed a little bit. So I remember talking to Brad Harp last year, mm-hmm. um, and Brad was the twelve U Wild Things coach, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, we've got like 60-something home runs on the year. We had like one. We're like, what? And I was like, that is insane. Well, I can see it now. So these kids are a little bit bigger, a little bit more mature. And depending on where you play, I mean, home runs are going out left and right. Well, and you're playing on some short fences every once in a while. So, I mean... Yeah, it's it's not uncommon to see no. a kid get up there and hit. A at, at the home time, runs I was like, dude, Brad must just have a bunch of just hosses, right? Right. But I get it now because it, it's just as a twelve year old, you're still playing on that same field that we were playing on as eleven, right? right? And these kids are a little bit more sure; their bat speed's higher. Well, we have we're like, seeing faster pitching. Well, we have like three all season, seriously, and now we have what like six or seven already. Six, I think we have yeah. seven after in that. And we, and we after almost two had tournaments. a couple more too. Oh, we yeah. should have had a couple more. You know, that hit top offenses type right. thing. And boy, man, I saw Jalen. Now, so we we've often talked about this kid because he's a physical presence. Um, so he is the Indiana Bulls South White. Team, yep. and it's Jalen. What's his last Henderson? name? H- Henderson Wells. Wells. Yeah, a kid is a stud, man. He's I, I don't know how tall he is, but he's every bit of six two, six three. Um, <laughs> he's he an athletic since last month. Athletic freak. I mean, the kid is fast, athletic, Nick throws kid. well, moves. He hit a ball this weekend. <laughs> I mean, I think it's still in the air. I it I, I don't even understand like. 
I really think it had been out on most major league fields. I mean, this kid's 12. Right. And he is just hitting just bombs. Now, uh, we saw a kid that we had not played until this year because now we're in this AAA schedule. Uh, Vipers Kaufman has a kid with last name Kuiper. Man, he hit some just missiles. <laughs> I mean, we intentionally walked him a few times because we weren't trying to give him that opportunity. But, yeah, man, he hits the ball hard. And there were a few other ones. Um, I don't remember the kid's name, but uh, the legend, Spencer Grader's team, they had a kid. Will McKnight. Yeah, he hit two on us that were just, just missiles. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting now. You're seeing these kids. And I had this conversation with Rick Arnold, Trinity baseball's head coach. Um, there was a kid named Josh Castleman. Okay. Josh Castleman was a really good high school player. Really good, right? Yeah. He's playing in college. Well, sure. But yeah. at 12 years old, they thought he was all world because he was fully grown. Oh, he was that dude. And actually, there's some underlying things to that. Josh Castleman actually had gone through um, testicular cancer at a young age, and he was on uh, hormones and oh, testosterone wow. and a lot of different things that kind of made him okay. grow earlier. A little quicker. Yeah, but at 12 years old, he was just he was unbelievable. Boys. I mean, home run every time, throwing it faster than everybody, but he was also just so much bigger than everybody else. Well, you see that once he got to a senior in college, the guy was or a senior in high school. He's actually kind of small, <laughs> you know. He's five ten. You know, he wasn't really as big as the other kids, and just. But he was physically developed at a twelve year old age. We're seeing that right now. We're yeah. seeing some kids that I've got a couple of pictures. Your son is tiny, tiny. Oh my god! And man, just seeing him stand next to Jalen or next to this Kuiper kid, it's, it's hilarious. Like, oh my goodness! I mean, he literally man. comes up to like their waist, and it's just it's insane. Yeah, that Kuiper kid pitched against us, and he like gets up there. And I'm like, oh my god! I have that picture. I mean, this dude is like yeah. twice his size, like, and he really is. Yeah, you know, and the, there there are some big big kids yeah. at 12 now because they're a little bit more physical developed. And it's, it's interesting to see how that plays out. And I've had this conversation with high school baseball coaches. How much does that play into it? A kid that you know isn't as physically developed as he's going to be. You know, he maybe comes in as a freshman and he's tiny. Most coaches that are worth their weight can see through that. They can see that. Yeah. They can they yeah. can say, hey, we know that they're going to develop. This, not, this guy's not going to be four yeah. feet taller. But honestly, the kid that is totally developed – not that it's a negative against them, no. but they see that too. Yeah. They also know, hey, this guy's probably pretty not going fully mature. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably not going to throw it much harder. You know, he's obviously got some tools and some some work that he can work on, but he's not going to get much. He's definitely not going to get taller. Might get a little stronger, you know, with some weight training. But uh, yeah, you're kind of like that's what you that's what you're going to get. Yeah, you know, that's, so that's the body. And I tell you, man. <laughs> so I don't know if I've seen such a disparity as I have at 12. Like 8, 9, 10, they're all about the same, yeah. right? Every once in a while you get the Well, you kid, get like you know, a Bryson Betts that's, that's taller. His dad's yeah. tall. So, you know, Betts is a big kid, and he's going to be taller. Yeah. And, you know, Betts is still a big kid. But everybody else is kind of, eh, you know. But, man, every team, except for us, <laughs> has like that one kid that's just a man. It's like, oh, yeah. good grief, that dude is just huge. Yep. You know, and it's 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 interesting. There's a disparity right now at 12 that I think at some point they catch up kind of in high school and that type of thing. But yeah. you're seeing some kids mature, and I tell you what, that ball is flying off the bat. Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. And then and even the 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 velocity from some of the pitching, you know, you're you're seeing these kids that are a little bit more developed. It it, it plays a huge part in how successful you can be at this 12 year old age. And I heard that 12 u age is kind of that. You know, if you're that bigger kid, it's going to be fun for you because you're. 
you're playing on the smaller field still you're you're swinging you can swing a uh, lighter bat you can swing a drop 10 still mm-hmm. um and when you're pitching you're closer to the plate so if you if you've got velocity you're you could be dominant um so it's it's kind of a fun age uh for most you know so we did a so speaking of 12 of you so we did just kind of try to test it we did a coach's poll yeah. So we did a Kentuckiana travel ball podcast coaches poll, um, and it worked out really well. We had a lot of really good uh, engagement. Um, most of the coaches that are that were within represented in this top twenty five uh, filled out a poll, okay. and and it was interesting. So your one, two, three was pretty evident, yeah. and there was a pretty big separation between J Town Strike. Vipers Floyd and Indiana Bulls South Black, yeah, which Makes is interesting. Sense. So our first tournament, um, we were in a tournament with uh, the Indiana Bulls South Black, and they actually got beat by a team we played in the championship game, lost by one run in a in kind of a, a, a stunner type game. It was it was an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got that Jackson White kid who's a who's a big time pitcher. Yeah. Normally they don't lose when he's on the mound. They did lose to that Dragons team yeah. when he was pitching. So you have those three teams that are kind of a, a notch above. Mm-hmm. Then you have KBC West okay. that was right there. You have MV Stars is right there. Vipers Coffin was right there. Um, Central Kentucky Dirt Dogs, Ironman Prime, Louisville Legends, uh, Indiana Bull South, White, um, Louisville Elite, RBI, Wolves. So you had a lot of those teams, the Black Mambas, were all kind of in that 1 to 15 mix. Uh, Oldham County Knights were in there as well. Okay. So it, it, we've seen quite a few of those teams yeah, early on. It sounds like every team you rattled off, we've yeah. at least seen, except for I don't think J Town Strike and uh, Vipers Fully's have played yet. Yeah, J Town Strike, from what I've heard, got a little bit better. They added a kid that was playing up a division. Now he's playing down with his his age group, uh, who okay. was really good when he was playing up a division. So it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how all this plays out with, um, you know, who does who who is the the better team when it all kind of shakes out. So um, we're going pro- to try to continue to do this. Uh, the coaches poll thing? Yeah, and I think what we're going to try to do is do it once a month. Um, a, a few of these teams that we just rattled off have not even played right. yet. Right. So we don't know. And Again, we've only done this for 12U, but if there is a interest to do this for other ages, we will explore it. So just let us know. Reach out to us and say, hey, we'd love to have this for 11U, 10U, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, I think it's been really neat for our for our twelve U counterparts because, you know, it's it's a true representation of where your peers think you're at. You know, I, I look, you, your your Sean Johnson and John Alvey do a great job with their poll. Mm-hmm. Um, they're using results, so they're going into U Trip, they're going into Game Changer, and they're doing it that way. What what's kind of neat about ours, which it's different is it's not so much result based it is in a way but it's eye test from all these coaches yeah is who they think a a where do you think these certain teams are and like so jeff floyd had an interesting comment to me he said you know he goes man i think i can only really rank the top 10 because we don't see anybody below that and he goes it's not real fair for me to go anything below 10 to 25 because we don't see those teams 
Um, and so, and that was perfectly fine. And he ranked the top 10 and, and kind of went from there. And so, okay. you know, what we do need too is more representation between yeah. that 15 and 25 as well, which we had some, but we need more to make this a, a really true representation where all these teams stack Yeah, up. I'd love to get all the coaches that are in the age group in, you know, single A, double A, triple A, major, get them all kind of represented. Because, you, you know, you go to these tournaments and you play a couple games on Saturday, but you're there. You know, unless yeah. you're playing back to back, you're there and you're watching other teams play. You you know, you're watching other teams. You know you know who is better than yeah. other teams consistently. Um or who's kinda even. Well, you know, and you know when you're playing a team, it's like, man, that's a tough team to beat. Yeah. You know, and so you know that from a coaching standpoint. So anyways, it's it's a cool different angle, kinda like the coaches pulling football and basketball. So yeah. Yeah. um we're, we're hoping to get more into that. So again, if, if you feel like there's a need at a certain age level, let us know. We will we'll definitely explore it. Um it, to that point, I had a mom reach out and was talking about the U trip power rankings. And I also saw somebody post something up on the uh, oh, one of the one of the the forums on down. Facebook. It may have gotten taken <laughs> down, but man, look, I in my opinion, those power rankings are so bad and so off, and not even close to being anything yeah, it's, to it's what's some true. Kind of computer algorithm, but, but I don't know uh, how. But it, but there's teams that aren't even teams anymore in it, and it's right. weird. Like it's just a. I, so listen. If you're looking at the U-Trip power rankings, you're looking at the wrong thing because it's it's zero representation of what's actually out there. Yeah. Now your points, it's a little bit different. Now your points can be skewed because you can yeah, you, you can, can go play. win a a double A AA tournament or a single A tournament and have a bunch of points and yeah. and then then you got more points than a triple A team. I don't know if that's represent representative as well either. But um, again, this is why I think our solution with this coaches poll is is going to be really good. So. You know, and yeah. we're we're talking about youth baseball, so yes, you know. <laughs> it's just, and, and yeah, preface that with you know, it's just for fun. It's, it is uh, absolutely just for fun. It's you know, growing up and these kids even today, they they see these polls of where like their favorite football teams ranked. You know, my son asks me all the time, you know, where are we ranked? Yeah, and you know, this season's been a little hard, but because uh, I'm a U of L fan, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> said uh, you know we're not ranked, buddy. But uh, yeah. you know, it, rankings is just kind of a it's a fun thing for the kids to you know kind of really you know just oh well we're you know we're number ten whatever. Uh, but, well, uh, and, and from a coaching standpoint, you know what you're getting into too. So yeah, you, you can that. you can kind of look and see okay, well, gosh, They've we're got the we're playing of, a team that's yeah. ranked number two. Um, obviously, obviously. These coaches yeah. respect this team, you know. I, and 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 so we did a point system, um, and, and however many points you had, kind of just ranked you straight down the thing. So it, it worked out really well. We even showed you how many first place votes each team got. So again, we hope to do this about once a month. And if there's any other age divisions you guys want us to try, please let us know. Um, I, Rick, so this is this is kind of funny thing. Every time as a head coach, you do an umpire plate meeting. Okay. Oh yeah. So you go up with the other coach, two umpires are there. Right. One of the questions they always asked is the umpire will ask you, is your team properly equipped? Okay. And of course everybody says yes. Right. But I started thinking about that a little bit. And I'm like, I wonder what that means. And so I kind of looked into that some. And the only thing I could really find, other than obviously if you have a an illegal bat, which I don't know that a coach is going to be like, yeah, we got two illegal bats over there. <laughs> right. um, obviously, an illegal bat's not legal. 
Um, I think they mean you got to have to have a hat. Yeah. Um, Metal cleats are not. Yeah. And I, I listen, I, I, I get why they asked the question, but I think the one thing that can kind of get missed is a catcher until 14 years old has to have a mask that covers both ears. Okay. So we like had our hockey style. Yes. Like, we had a catcher that had one of the, the old school face masks it, and he loved it with the hard helmet. I thought it was awesome. They wouldn't like they he's yeah. not allowed to wear that anymore until he's fourteen. The the other side of this is as a batter, you have to have double ear protection. You cannot have like okay. if you're a left handed batter, you can't have one that's like the major leaguers yeah. not covering the right ear. Huh. Okay. So those are the two things that I guess from a if you're doing that plate meeting when they're asking, I guess you got to make sure that that your kids both have those two yeah. things. Other than that, man, I don't know that any coaches are going to be talking about. Yeah, um, do they check the the bats? Like, what's the procedure there? Yeah, it, you it's got funny. to. Comp- I got I got a little bug in my ear um, after this weekend about a team maybe having an illegal bat. Ooh, did we play? Uh, yeah, uh, and I'm like, well, I didn't notice anything. Um, I noticed like, a lot yeah, of balls flying out of the just park. Kind of funny, you know, <laughs> like I. It's, can you like challenge that? Be like, hey, check that back. Heck yeah, I mean, you can challenge okay. it. Now, so I think there's two ways there. The umpire can obviously hear it, see it, and hey, you want to check, check it. Himself, it. Yeah. Or the opposing coach comes up and says, hey, can we check that back? So I, I certainly think those are the two procedures. I remember when we were in Little League, the, we, there was a couple times we had to set all our bets yeah, out on the fence. we did. No umpire would walk through. Yeah, and well, and that, you know, look, and you're looking for stamps and the U-trip right. stamps and that kind of stuff at that point. But that's how do you juice a bat? Like I don't even know how you would do that. I don't know. Like I mean, these new bats, I don't see how you. They're do already that. juiced, right? You know <laughs> I mean, except these Demarinis that crack every time yeah. they use one. We have not had any luck with these Demarini bats. Let me tell you that every kid in our team had one at one point, and every kid cracked them. We're not getting that Demarini sponsorship. Not now. <laughs> we'll take that Mariucci sponsorship. So, um, <laughs> so one more thing here. Another thing that was interesting, we did a DH and an EH this this past tournament and on Sunday. So we designated hit for a kid that played defense, mm-hmm. and we use our extra hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of confusion on what that DH could and could do. Now, the kid that is playing defense can come in and bat or pinch run, but that DH who is hitting is then technically subbed out of the game, but can sub back in because he's a starter. Okay. So let's say you sub your DH out and let the kid that was playing in the field hit. Hit. Okay. That DH can actually come back and hit again. Okay. Um, How many which times can you do that? Once. Just once. Okay. So a starter can be removed from the lineup. So once the DH comes back in, then then they gotta go play defense, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, because your sub, so to speak, right. Has then been, becomes that player. Correct. So you can put a starter back into the game once, but then that sub basically is burnt. So the DH is essentially the starter. Yes, correct. Because it, it all, it's all about the hitting lineup. Correct. It's all about the hitting lineup. So that was that was something that, that was kind of interesting that, that came up this weekend too. There was some debate on how we could and couldn't use that DH. Yeah. So And then courtesy runners. Let's now, touch on that. Yeah, we, cur- courtesy runners. Run. Look, so if you have subs – so, like in our case, we were playing ten, but had twelve. One of those two subs has to be your courtesy runner. Yeah, you have no other choice. Right now, if you use two courtesy runners back to back, then it has to be that last batted out. If you get to, but you wouldn't even. I don't even see a I mean, situation how you could get the three or something. Yeah, yeah, but but it has to <laughs> be your your sub. Man. Now, if you have everybody batting, so if you're roster batting, mm-hmm. then it can be that last batted out. 
Right. And you've got to pay attention to coaches because they will they will try to <laughs> manipulate this rule on you. We've been yeah. down that path. So either not knowing or yeah. just trying to get one by you. Right. It, it, look, and it's probably more of trying to get every kid some ample playing time, not right. so much trying to take advantage of a rule. But at the same time, that courtesy runner has to be last batted out or substitution. And you can only courtesy run for your catcher or pitcher. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, it's the rule is to help speed up the game. So, yes, you know you can go run for your catcher, and he can go in the dugout and get his gear on. Now, depending on what umpire you run into, um, sometimes that's of record. So you have to have played that inning and, and mm-hmm. established a pitcher or a catcher. Sometimes they don't care, and they say, "Okay, well he's pitch. He he's going to catch next inning. We promise." <laughs> and you put him out there, and it's it's yeah. it is what it is. Most umpires go Most that umpires direction. Umpires don't even. Don't care. Don't even care. Or pay attention. It's up to that other coach to kind of keep tabs on that. Yep. Um, Rick, before we get into a drill that I want to describe that we have been doing here lately, um, I do want to tell you that, you know, obviously Rick and I are part of Tau Grace Marketing, which is a full-service marketing agency. We have got into team pictures. Uh, And how our process is, is we will take pictures on front of a green screen uh, we take individual poses, and what we'll do is we'll do five, six individual poses, and then we also do motion gifts, which I think are really cool. So you see all the colleges using them now. Mm-hmm. So you know the guy saying, "Hey, let's go!" Throwing the ball up. Yeah. Um, Trinity Someone loves so them. Get a two-run home run. You get a kid like right, flinging his bat. So part of our package is not only do we do the team composites and the cool photos with the cool backgrounds right. and everything else, you also get the gifts. So that's kind of how we're setting ourselves apart as an agency. There's a ton of people that do it. A ton of people do it really, really well, yeah. especially in this area. Um, if team pictures is something you're interested in, reach out to me at tridge at talgrace.com. We'd love to. We've, we've, we've done Trinity High School. We've done Jennings County. We've done a couple of the Wolves teams. We've got KBC West coming up. Uh, we got a few other teams that have reached out. So if it's something that you're interested in, please let us know. We'll give you a great deal. Um, obviously, we know baseball, so it's it's easier for us to kind of get in. And, you know, some of these photographers aren't necessarily baseball people. They're yeah. photographers. <laughs> and, you know, and they try to do the cool background. And then they either go one, they go too far one direction or not enough. And um, we obviously know what poses work and all that kind of stuff. So if baseball pictures are something you're looking for early in the season, please let us know. Tiger Race Marketing will certainly be a, a solution for you there. Now, this drill... Rick, so we have an indoor facility with the Wolves. Uh-huh. It's one cage, but it's, it's, it's one lane, and then we've got kind of some room over on the side. Right. So we did a three-home plate drill that I like a lot. Oh, yeah. And how this works is you, you have an L screen, and Rick was actually doing our, our, our pitching, and we had three home plates set up, what would you say, about three, four, five feet from each other? About five feet from each about other. About five feet. Yeah. And so obviously you start, and so the drill is you start at the furthest one, you take a couple bunts to kind of feel that speed, and then you take five, six swings. And then you go to the middle plate, a couple bunts, feel the speed, five, six swings. And then you go to the close plate. Now, what we're trying to do here is show our, our batters some different speeds without the, the BP pitcher really having to throw different speeds. Yeah, I was throwing the same speed. At all the distance. The, the entire time. So obviously right. when you're further apart, it's going to be slower than when you're closest to the right. to the BP pitcher. So it worked out really well. And by the time you got to that closest home plate, it was flying in there. Yeah. And it was representing you know a pretty good fastball. Like the equivalent of uh, what kind of speed they were seeing. Yeah, well, it, it was coming pretty quick. they were only about 
10 feet away. And I tell you what, and I really feel like from a, we only had done this drill once and we did it right before this past tournament. I really feel like from a speed recognition standpoint, we did a lot better this tournament than we did in our first tournament. So I, 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 it is certainly a drill that I want to continue to keep doing. Um, we also had a one station, we do a rope bat drill where we use these things called smush balls where there's these little squishy balls. I love the rope bat drill because it's one of those things where if you can't hit it, it's showing flaws right out the gate. Mm -hmm. Like we've got certain kids that can't hit the ball with the rope bat because they have swing flaws. Other kids drill it. And the kids that drill it and normally just get through it, it's no issue at all, um, are the ones that typically have a really good swing tempo and really kind of get through the ball really well, and it's normally our better hitters. It's, a, it's something we used to use in golf is a, basically this thing where you had a grip uh, a, a string and a ball and this kind of rubber ball in the end and okay. you would you would take a backswing and you let it wrap around you and then you'd come through. Guys that had bad tempo that didn't have a good take it back it and was, come through, they couldn't do it. Was flopping well, they couldn't do it. They couldn't even swing it, period. So it's kind of the same thing with this rope bat. Highly recommend it. The other station we did was a camwood bat. Mm-hmm. Love the camwood. The camwood will also show you swing falls. With my son, it's got a really big, thick uh, bottom part of the bat. And he was hitting it right here on his arm. So when he'd come through, instead of snapping and getting through, that bat would hit him here and he wasn't getting through it. So he had to learn how to snap and get through and actually turn his hands over there at impact. Um, and, and the cam wood just did it for him without having to just swing at a bunch of cam wood. It kind of, kind of taught him. You're going to keep hitting yourself. (laughs) Well, it kind of taught him that process. All the weight is kind of at the bottom too. It's a really good swing drill. So we did a rope bat drill, cam wood drill, and then we did our three plate drill. Um, then actually we had another station we were doing just some soft soft toss. Um, but I, I really think that's how we're going to do that tonight. We're going to do those same three drills tonight. And I really think it's a good way to, um, work on all different aspects of batting in a, in a kind of a smaller type space. Yeah. Well, as a team, I think, uh, I think we're starting off our season hitting a little better than we did uh, in previous seasons at the beginning of the year. So Yeah, you know, and so look, I, I, Ty Brown made a comment to me saying, hey man, you know, you got an advantage. He's like, you got an advantage. You're able to promote your guys on your podcast. And I never thought of it that way because it's not really something that I've ever thought to do. Yeah. Um, but I am going to take that moment to do this one time. We've got a kid named Jackson London who is absolutely turning the corner right now. Um, he's hitting missiles. He's pitching great, um, really great defense, and he's going to be a fabulous high school player. Uh, we got a couple other kids. Our, our catcher, Jacob Gilkey, you know, he's a stud catcher. His batting hasn't been there yet this year, but it will be. It, it, we saw it last night in practice. He was hitting nukes in practice. So, you know, and then, uh, you know, your son, Eli Hines, who obviously isn't physically mature, but, man, he, you know, knows baseball as well as anybody else. I'm not going to go through the whole team. At some point, <laughs> yeah. I will. I'll go through, through our whole roster, but I'm going to kind of highlight three of them today. But, you know, these are kids that, that, that high school coaches certainly need to be looking at because they're going to have an opportunity once they get to that level to, to really do some damage once they get there. And, and, and I tell you, man, Jackson's been fun to watch this year. So yeah. in our first tournament, he had four home runs. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's pitched fantastic. Uh, you know, he's really one of those kids that, that's going to – it's turning a corner – and a maturity phase and some other things and it's going to be fun to and watch talk about to these come. bigger kids he he's our bigger kid yeah he's now, the biggest he's kid in our team huge, but well he's he's, he's a seventh grader he's a little bit more physically developed he's a seventh grader you hear his voice so, changing yeah you know there, there's some things there oh i hate to hit the client on this one 
That's a, that's a big client. I don't want to hit the client on, but I'm going to have to. I'll call you right back, sir. So, um, so Rick, that's that gets it for uh, for episode one, yeah, season good start. two. Good, good start. start. You know, what's really cool is last year we had Dan McDonald, yeah. Keith Madison, Chris Burke, um, Brandon Geyer. Uh, you go down the list, man. We had some uh, Rick Arnold, um, well, hey. Andy Porta. We had some awesome guests I mean, last year. If you're listening year. or watching, give us a shout. Uh, if you want to come on and talk baseball with us, uh, I don't think it's too painful. You Dalen know, Lyle. All right. Absolutely not yeah, too painful. Was- so we plan on having a lot of more. Look, that's the value, right? It's having guests here that can bring you some some things that you maybe aren't thinking about. Some bring you some value. Some bring you some things you can take your teams, your practice. So we will do that all season long. We promise. We're glad to be back. Yeah. Glad baseball is back. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good luck Baseball's to everybody back. playing this weekend. We will be playing again with the HRBT ELS March Madness. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah that's what it's called. So we'll be over in New Albany. No. New Albany. Is it New Jeffersonville. Albany? Jeffersonville. Jeffersonville. Um, looking forward to it. So um, any questions, if you want us to do any of these polls for any of these other age divisions, just let us know. And we'll see you next week.